0: at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication Arts and Sciences at MSU Denver. This is unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. When Samuel J.
1: Nakedness is encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> Nakedness is encouraged. <laughs> yeah, but you got to yeah. Uh, right now I do. Okay. But I don't know how long you guys take. Exactly, I mean, anything right? Anything could happen after a couple beers. How
2: many beers in? I've I already worked we'll a get. full eight-hour shift, so I'm ready to take my pants yeah, off. Yeah, I think I rolled in at I, 4.30 yeah, this morning. That's so my general rule. Yeah. About
1: 10 hours, and then the pants come off. <laughs> that's <laughs> where it
0: is. Uh, Jay. It's not a long brew day. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where are we, buddy? Burley. Burley Brewing Burley company. Brewing. My favorite logo thus yeah. far of all the breweries. Thanks, but, So we'll get into that. Did you come up with that, Jorge? Um,
3: I did. There's a good story behind it. Okay. <laughs> did you just
0: call him Jorge? I did,
2: yes. <laughs>
3: did yes.
0: We're just, we're we're just going right into it. Well, we tried to go to the the, the Mexican lager pl- place off Broadway, and mm-hmm. we had to reschedule. So you know, might as well. Yeah, here we you are. Know. Yeah, this, we're gonna
2: try to add some culture. That was not. Yes. It's not a Mexican lager place. It's not it's no. The, it, okay. Whatever it's they're the, brewing over there. it's
0: corn beer. Corn yeah. beer. That yeah. that's what it is. It <laughs> yeah. uh, is the key ingredient <laughs> to Mexican lager. See, there you go. Now we got the brewer telling us we are at Burley Brewing Company.
3: Company. Castle Rock CEO.
0: You two, I'll let one of you answer this next question. What is the address?
3: 680 Atchison Way, Suite 800, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80109. So if you're coming from the north, the exit... Wolfensburger.
0: Wolfensburger, which is, which is the a exit
3: m- after the uh, outlet mall's exit.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, there's nothing in between there. There's a big nope. gap, but yeah, there's, there's nothing in between there. Should
1: there should be a whole other exit. There and should there just be. They just, just skipped that number. Isn't. It Right? 184. 182.
0: Do right there. I'm going to move that a little close to your arena. Okay, yeah, there sorry. we go. Okay, no, you're fine. You're no fine. too far away. So, Wolfensburger is just up. a. Just do it like this. Yeah, you're fine. Just okay. eat it. Yeah. Eat yeah. the so mic So, if you exit Jake the
3: highway the and line. you go to the east, mm-hmm. you're going to be on Wilcox, which is go, what goes downtown. Okay. But if you go to the west, it's Wolfensburger, and yes. that'll bring you right here. Is
0: 105 west over here, too? Yep. There no, no, yeah, uh, it right. about three
3: tenths, or excuse me, seven tenths of a mile there? The they were, what, the
2: right turn instead of the left? Yep. So, as you're
3: coming off the highway, you'll go past Caprice. That's the first light. Second light is Park. If okay. you turn right, you'll go to theirs. If you go to the third light, take a left, uh-huh. you'll come to us.
0: There you go. Perfect. And this place is big, Jay. Dude. I mean, there's a lot going on back there. we got a lot of tanks. We'll have to get a tour after this. A lot this. of wood in this place, too. <laughs>
2: so we'll let you two
0: introduce yourself since one of you just talked. Actually, both of you just talked. Who are we Rio? talking to? Who are we talking to? My
1: name is Reno Wilson. Okay. And I am the head brewer here. At not Rain R- Wilson. Not Rain. Okay. Not Rain. Um, I, I do live in all of his comedic skills. <laughs> do you um, have a beet farm? <laughs> I do not. I okay. wish I did. Okay. Beet beer. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> don't. 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 <laughs> don't. He says don't. He a, says a,
2: an, an unnamed brewer that I know tried to get me to... Oh, t- just don't. Just, <laughs> just <go away. laughs> don't. Okay. All right.
1: Well, lesson learned. Yeah. Now I don't Thanks. To try. Yeah, now don't,
0: I don't even bother. bother.
2: George, don't let him. Yeah.
1: Um, just, no, just Reno Wilson. No. Reno Wilson is my name, uh, just like the little city in Nevada. Okay. Um, I'm the head brewer here at Berkeley Brewing Company.
0: All right. All right. How long have you been here?
1: Um, I've been here since uh, before we opened. Uh, when I walked in, there was nothing from wall to wall, and uh, trenches had just been cut for plumbing. Nice. So I've been here since day one. I was not the head brewer when we started. Okay. Um, uh, a man uh, was the head brewer before me. Um, he has since moved on, okay. and I have taken the reins in the last six months. Um,
3: And crushed it. crushed it. I appreciate that, George. Just
0: destroyed it. I love it. Um, What's your name? Because you're talking a lot over there.
3: (laughs) My name's George Goodman, a.k.a. Jorge, I guess. (laughs) Um, I am the primary owner. Okay. And I have a friends that have invested in this with me but on the primary okay and, and this has been a dream of mine for many years
0: so you had mentioned to jay and i before we started recording that the beer that you're drinking won some awards so i'm assuming you've been a home brewer for a while mm-hmm. when did you get started
3: i lived in dallas and my neighbor lee pelfrey, good fri- my friend lee pelfrey my neighbor in dallas um, i met him and started home brewing with him out of his garage okay he'd already skipped past the uh, extract and gone Mm -hmm. straight to all grain. So that's all I ever learned. Nice. Which was nice. You have to bypass one step. And um, he moved to Austin. I moved here. And right before he moved, I made sure I bought all my own equipment so I could continue the tradition and do it myself. Okay. And the very first year I ever was homebrewing, I made this Oktoberfest, the same recipe, and uh, entered it in the Blue Bonnet Brew Off. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, pre-2015 before the style guidelines changed okay. so back then it was category three that had Martins and Oktoberfest and two other beers I can't remember what's in it but okay. I won that category at Blue Bonnet Brew off two years in a row with this beer
2: before you even had a brewery before yes. you'd even designed Burley before there was a before there were trenches or anything else Burley wasn't an, even an idea in you my were, mind you were already winning
3: beer contests yeah and my, my neighbor Lee still a good friend of mine love the guy yeah um, one of my, probably my best friend anyway he uh He's like, you asshole, I've been doing this for years, I've never won anything. I was going to so,
2: say, he's got to be a little pissed.
3: Yeah, but I'm, I am an eye doctor, that's my profession. Still have that job, and yeah. cleanliness is just, you know, hygiene. Mm-hmm. So I've always had, I think, impeccable hygiene, just because I think that way. I'm always nervous about a beer being skunky, and I've yet to personally brew a, a batch of beer that I had to dump.
0: So you drink a lot of pumpkin beer, Jay, and pumpkin I do? spice lattes. <laughs> I so, do. spice lattes. I, you know what? I, I resisted
2: you? the temptation to buy a PSL on Sunday. What do you think <laughs> of this bad boy? Ah, uh, I think this is a hell of a Marzen. I am a big Marzen fan, an Oktoberfest fan. We uh, this one's going to make the list for the family Oktoberfest we're having in two weeks. So, um, and that's just halfway through it, but. Uh,
3: well, we did something a little different with this one, if you don't mind. Yeah, I tell
2: us, because, you know, I've had a couple this week already. It's only Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> it's better than
3: Monday. <laughs> everybody's got their own kind of favorite slant on this. Some people like the spicy. I prefer it malty sweet. Okay. That's just, okay. you know, cloying, if you will. Yeah I, yeah. I just
2: like that. I wouldn't go, I mean, you, I wouldn't say you're too, too sweet either. I mean, no. it's not It's not a dessert beer. It's not no. a, it's not a Pumpkin, chocolate, bullshit. There's no breakfast cereal in there. But
3: it's, I just, have, yeah. it's just grains. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've brewed this beer at home multiple times since I moved here, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to recreate what I was able to do when we were living in Dallas. Really? So what we did for this batch is we actually did our water chemistry to be Plano, Texas water. And Ooh, what does that delicious. entail? Well, Reno could speak to that a little bit more because he's the one that did the actual additions, but That's where I, I, I had to research that to take our water, modify it to be that water, Okay, because... The, b- the batches I brewed there were the best I've ever made.
1: Ah. There's no stark difference between the water here in Castle Rock and there in Plano, Texas, which I, I'm a Texas boy. I used to live very close to Plano, Texas. Okay. Um, I did my first couple of... Uh, volunteer batches at the Gordon Biersch in Plano, Texas. Where was that in
0: Plano? Um, It's
1: it's just the north part of Plano, which is now the south part of Frisco. Yeah, 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 121 area. Yeah, yeah. right along 121. Okay, gotcha. Um, At any rate, uh, the biggest difference was a higher calcium content. Um, So, yeah, we we upped our uh, CACL additions to our mash, and uh, I think we get a lot uh, crisper, Cleaner taste out of the the Fest than we did last year. We brewed this exact same recipe last year. The without only the calcium, we made, yeah. Without the without the extra calcium. Okay. Okay. And you know, we always try to balance for what calcium we want uh, for for yeast health. Uh, in this case, we just upped it a little bit, and I think it, it, I think we get a little residual crisp and cleanness that we didn't have last
2: year. So when my sure. wife gives me shit about not having a glass of milk, is <laughs> is the additional <laughs> calcium in here? Is that gonna? Yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Just make sure you get Dude. out in the sun. No, uh, I get, yeah. yeah. Th- this face does not need to go in the sun. know. <laughs> I, I got a bath. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, so, what's your what's well, your relationship to the uh, to the sweet nectar that is beer? I mean, we've got we've got Georges. What's, uh, sure, what's your background? Sure. Yeah,
1: I, I home brewed for a dozen years, and okay. I started my professional career in heavy manufacturing. I worked in Denton at uh, Peterbilt, ah. in Class seven and eight trucks. Okay. Um, I say I, I I built those trucks, but I I didn't really. I, I managed people who did, <laughs> um, and I was home brewing the whole time. Okay. Um, Alton Brown taught me how to homebrew. Uh, he did an episode of Good Eats in yeah. which he says, this is how you homebrew. Um, and I've since learned that uh, amongst all the good things that Alton Brown does, brewing beer is just not one of them. Um, <laughs> so Noted. I, I, I modified very quickly after I learned how to brew from Mountain Brown, but that was my first batch. My first batch was based on an episode of Good Eats. Okay. I home brewed for a dozen years, always thinking, you know, it'd be it'd be really cool to go brew beer professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that journey when I was still in Austin, Texas, uh, a little brewery called Red Horn Coffeehouse and Brewing Company. Okay. Um, they were in a similar situation that Burley was when I walked into Burley. Um a little more further along in their build out, um they had a couple of front of the house positions left mm-hmm. with some access to the brewing system. Okay. So I said, "Well, we're going to dive in here." Um and a couple of years later, my wife wanted to move to Colorado and when I stopped making money for a living and decided to make beer instead, I also decided I got to follow her wherever she goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. yeah, she's in charge, right? Yes, yeah. yeah I Always. like to describe
1: myself as a kept man and uh I know that there's video over yeah, there okay it's but okay. if you could if you could say edit that out describing me because i'm <coughs> obviously i'm not the kind of man that women no no no
2: no you know I, <laughs> I i i come off of a series of conversations with brewers and brew type <laughs> men <laughs> brew recently types. um that all Strive to be kept men and none of them have figured out how to do it. So maybe Reno will love uh, I have,
1: I've have struck a perfect balance in yeah. we, we were married for a long time before I started brewing Okay, so it was a it was a let's call it a family decision. It was a family
2: <laughs> decision She's putting up with a midlife crisis is what it sounds like This yes. is basically yeah. what our that project came
1: very is. early in yeah. my my life. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I bought a Jeep Wrangler and started a podcast and that was That's I just so sorry Looked sorry. at my wife and I was like if this is as bad as it gets. It's gonna yeah. be pretty fun We get a lot of you guys should drink more water Well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: this is this, this beer is uh, 13.5% ABV, but it's still 93% water. Do
2: you hear right. that, honey? Right. And calcium.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, I'm I mean, hydrating. There's there's somewhat of and a midlife cal- crisis story behind this place. Well. We, I figured, let's yeah, hear, we should really hear, get back oh, to that. that is, the short of it is my dad and my granddad were both eye doctors. I grew up working in their office. So from the age of 14 forward, okay. I've never not been in eye care. Okay. So when I wow. hit 49, which was two years ago, I... Uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, so I,
0: I was going to say, we were yeah, what the hell so is that? 49,
3: yeah. For me, it was kind of a hard thing because it's like, okay, you've been doing this for 35 years. So I told my wife, I was thinking about quitting. She's like, why? you're so good at it. I was like, so that means I have to do this the rest of my life. <laughs> so I basically resigned, trained my replacement and uh, was in retirement for seven weeks. And my old office called me and asked me if I would come back. And I was like, thank God I made a mistake. And uh, I went back. Okay. But it was during that time that the decision to move forward on this dream actually happened because I thought, well, at some point I'm going to retire again. Yeah. And I want this to be what keeps me occupied. I want this to be my plaything.
0: So, okay. It's a plaything, George, but it's a really big, expensive plaything. It, it, thing. it, it so, is.
3: I, I, I swung for the fence. Okay. I don't do anything halfway. Right.
0: What kind of, I mean, explain that process to us. Uh, you decided to go from home brewer to actually making a business of it. Who were you talking to? What kind of business planning were you doing? What was...
3: I? Oh my gosh! talked to everybody. I went yeah. to countless breweries made notes you know would ask questions like what how many square footage what's your barrel size okay. you know anyone that would give me any information like production per year and um, startup cost i mean i I did tons of research read tons of articles, and everything about this place is. And I'm so anal. Everything about mm-hmm. this place was a formula to me. Sure. Like, what square footage? How many barrels can I produce per square foot? What prop? What's the proper size brew house to put in? What's the proper number of fermenters? Okay. We started with a two-barrel pilot and a ten-barrel, mm-hmm. uh, two-vessel system, and steam, and you know, talked about the number of fermenters and brine tanks we wanted to have the balance because. 24 taps for a 10-barrel brew house mm-hmm. was a pretty auspicious yeah, yeah. You know, undertaking. For sure. And we're, we're going to settle into fewer than that because that's just chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun. We've swung for the fence. How many beers do you think we've made at this point, almost um, 16 months in?
1: So, yeah, we're 16 months in. We just brewed our 152nd batch of beer. Okay. Um, and I would say probably 20% of those are repeats. So mm-hmm. we're, we're wow. pretty... Well over the hundred mark in different brands, um, you know we've we've scattershot a little bit, um, you know just trying to be experimental, just trying to you know announce our presence a little bit and yeah. say hey you can always find something new here at Burley.
0: So what are you finding? I guess you two having these conversations in terms of particular styles that you're enjoying making and you think you're going to stick with. It's now sixteen months in, are they, are they are they starting to show their their faces? And be like, okay, we're good runs. at that. I'll yeah, let Reno you know, take this.
1: Sure. Well, the, you know the cutting edge the cutting edge of, uh, of beer. Brewing these days, if you're if you're not making a hard seltzer, is New England style <laughs> IPA, uh, and we we concentrate pretty heavily on New England style APA. We, okay. uh, you know, we spend a lot of money on hops. We spend a lot of money on fruit. Uh, we try to keep uh, four or five of those on tap at all times. Um, that said, you can also come in here and drink a crisp, clean, very traditional Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a South German style hefeweizen. You know, not a lot of brewers in America are spending time to do ferulic acid rest to bring the clove out of a hefeweizen. Yeah. but we we take the time to do that you know both of those things are very important to us to be on the cutting edge and to um pay homage to the people who come before us
0: right for sure for sure i mean i can listen to your to your vocabulary so obviously you've studied this <laughs> sure. significantly how does one i mean obviously you're homebrewing and all of that but there's a difference between, t- was it home brewing that took you out of Peterbilt and got you into the books to study this stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm a pretty scholastic guy as, okay. it, as it goes. Um, so when I started brewing, I also started reading. Um, and when I when I met my first professional brewer and I said, what books do I need to read? He listed off a dozen books okay. and I was like, well, beat you there. Um, so do you oh, know, you'd had, already read them? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'd wow. already, already sought out that scholastic knowledge. Um, that said, I am not a formulaic brewer. Um, mm-hmm. George is very formulaic in his design of this place, but I I brew a lot more instinctually. Um, You know, I I learned all the rules really early. Mm -hmm. I learned how to homebrew, and I I thought I was pretty good at it. I was not a competition homebrewer. I never Mm -hmm. entered into a competition. But I learned all the rules really heavily so that when I got my shot, I knew which rules were safe to break. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's how I that's how I try to brew now. So it's
2: like we have a scientist and the artist <laughs> almost. It does. <is>. It <laughs> kind of yeah, feels you have like a left that. brain and a
3: right. Brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: nice. Which um, which is why it Like works. most most marriages are like two lefts or two rights. So this is a this <laughs> seems true. no, I'm serious, right? I mean, <laughs> this is there. this I did. It, it tends to go there pretty quickly, uh, especially it's especially the guys. deep <laughs> especially the deeper into the week we get. <laughs> yeah, um, and the and the worst things. <laughs> Yeah. Coming, the, the, the further things are coming off the tracks at home, it's easy to, sure. easy to fall into that hole pretty quickly. But, no, I'm, you guys obviously sure. balance each other out, so that's pretty impressive. Um, science and yeah. art, really. I mean, that's you, what it
3: comes down to. I came in with a very stru- structured plan, Yeah. but I've also recognized his skill. And given him a lot of free rein. Yeah,
2: a lot so of rope we, to hang yourself we, we, with. We, yes, that's the exact term. Yeah. We talked yeah.
3: about this yeah, today, and the fact that there is a lot of rope, and he has. And I, what I said to that earlier today, as I said, well, you've tied a lot of nice knots. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Was that hard for you to do?
3: Yes, because I tend to be um, type A, OCD, control freak kind of person. Okay, I, just kind I, of. I try to come across more laid back but i'm not
0: okay I'm when what was the level. moment where you said okay i got i have to give him some more rope um, was there a moment or was it slow slow bef- burn
3: before our original head brewer had left mm-hmm. i had tasked reno with um blowing my socks off with an ipa that was just over the top i okay. said i want you to be ludicrous okay let's make something flavorful wow you know because okay. our previous brewer is amazing but he's kind of a safe brewer mm-hmm. i think that's a fair way to say a very okay. traditional style guy and I was trying to get Reno to color outside the box to create for us what I always envisioned as tasteful deviations. Okay. And uh, he felt like a lot of pressure was on him, but he delivered. And it was what we now call our juice box beers, which okay. is the moniker that we've given all of our hazy New Englands. Mm-hmm. And he made a peach fuzz juice box, which was peaches and nectarines if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. And it immediately became our best-selling beer. And he knocked it out of the park and he's just done a series of those scents So my attitude is I know him, I genuinely like him, I trust him, Mm -hmm. and he's never failed me. He's never given me any reason to give him pause or to put restraints on him. I mean, I I look at it as if I'm him, and I tend to be an empathetic guy, if I'm him, how do I want this to play? Mm -hmm. What kind of work environment do I want to be in? And that's what I want, and I think I have created for him, the latitude to go back there and go crazy. That's awesome.
0: How did you come up with this place? Um, first off, Castle Rock, but also the location.
3: A, I live in Castle Rock. Okay. So, um, and the guys at 105 are good friends of mine. Okay. And I looked for seven months to try to find real estate that was not Castle Rock. And I just couldn't. Really? I mean, I, I went as far north as like Inglewood, Littleton. I went over to Parker. I went over to Roxborough. Went south. And nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. And I found this location the cost per square foot, 5,100 square feet. Yeah. It was perfect. And even before I even signed the lease, I went to the owner and told him, I said, look, I don't want to do this. It's not my plan, but this is my best shot. And I'm just gonna de- give you the decency of telling you in advance. And, um, and then we went crazy, just turned it loose and designed everything specific for the space. We already had the relative formulas for everything we wanted to do, depending on how much square footage we were able to find. Kay. But the name came first. I was going on a, a dirt bike riding trip down to Pueblo with my boys. Mm-hmm. And the mission was, before we get home today, this place will have a name. And we just spitballed, just shot every name back and forth, You know, laughed about some of them. It was like, oh, that's a turd. That's horrible. And shot it down, whatever. And, um, and I actually said Burley and my boys. There was a pause. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. And, and for me, I like Burley because it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's eloquent. It embodies the Colorado rugged lifestyle, etc. You know, I could just you hear the name. You think plaid, flannel, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's Yeah. Kind of it, easy, it is evocative. Yeah. yeah. So it really I does just, create an image. I thought it was the perfect name. And then the logo came later. Okay. So um, I kind of knew what I wanted. I wanted a beard and sunglasses. But what I ended up doing was, um, before I went to the graphic artist I was intending to work with. Now you're good. I'm looking at this. I, um, you keep talking I, so what I did is I got online to, at a logo, logobids.com website. Oh,
2: we've used that. And, and gave, <laughs>
3: put up a $250 cash prize and design you know, basically designed verbally what I wanted. And I had 80 different artists from all over the world, wow. you know, contribute designs. And the logo in its present form was the center portion of a little bit more busy, ornate, mm-hmm. overly busy logo. And I had them parse, you know, strip everything else out and just focus on that. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. Yeah. So I got them to sign a, um, a work-for-hire agreement. Okay. And then trademarked it okay. because I love it. Our logo is everything to us. And it, I mean... It's perfect. I'm a little biased, but I, we sell a ton of merch. People yeah. love our logo. And if I put just the name Burley on something, it doesn't sell near as readily as it, it, that logo is It probably
2: doesn't yeah. carry the same weight, I imagine. No,
3: it, I don't know if it's the symmetry of the design. It's just cool... It, It just works, that's all I know to say. So the name and the logo, Mm -hmm. I just think is the perfect pairing.
2: So talk to us then, George, about what happens when I turn this logo over. Because uh, as we tried to, prior to recording, reach back and figure out who actually introduced George and Reno to Sam and Jay, uh, all I recall is that the logo is really what sticks out of my mind, and the woman that I credit with uh, connecting the dots was the first one to point out that your your logo is uh, has the ability to be inverted so cool yeah.
3: well it's not an exact inversion it's pretty
2: fucking close it's though. It
3: is. And <laughs> I and have to think about it every time that's I do it burly and that's girly and girly was born out of the need to have something to put on the bathroom door
2: oh. so, I mean, they, the <laughs> ranks, they would
3: have burly on one and then just women on the <laughs> other <Yeah. laughs> so we tried to take the beard and turn it upside down, and then just change the glasses. But then the mustache ended up looking like furrowed brow, like mm-hmm. she was pissed off. Yeah, so yeah. Just took the mustache and slid it up and made it bangs. Okay, Took okay. the beard, flipped it up, and then just went for the breakfast at Tiffany's kind of sunglasses look. I can yeah. see that now. And yes, she was born. That's did uh,
2: did your guy at LogoBids.com
3: no. do that for you, actually this was mine? Yeah, you just I, I took the just elements of this, played and, with it a little bit, and, and made it work. The, the graphic artist that I hired after we designed the gotcha. logo on, mm-hmm. because the idea was go with, go there spend a minimal amount of money, get a bunch of different ideas, and then show up on the doorstep Mm -hmm. of a graphic artist's office and say, okay, I've already kind of weeded this down. This is kind of the direction I want to go. Make it easy for them and then try to refine it. Well, by the time we showed up, we had a fully finalized logo and then it's just an issue of can we modify it? Yeah. She tried to make some tweaks to it. Never. Anything that she did to modify it made it worse. I'm like, just stop. It's perfect. Yeah, I'll pay okay. you whatever it
2: takes and to have you leave it alone at this point.
3: And then I verbally described what her, what I wanted her to do with Gurley, and within one session of telling her and her sending it back to me and making one revision, we were done.
2: That's Which awesome. I love it. Yeah. it's So if I may, yeah, go ahead. Samuel. You're good. The Burley clearly, I think, resonates with beer drinkers. We, we joke a lot mm-hmm. that... Uh, there's not enough plaid and not enough beards in this industry but at the same time the girly is the perfect balance again left brain right brain i mean you've got a you've got a rugged handsome bearded Gentleman here mm-hmm. not not too unlike reno who the more and more i look at him reminds me a lot of nathaniel rateliff i've decided it's because the hat It's I is I it the hat i couldn't the decide the if hat. it was just the hat or if it was the hat and the beard when
1: i was introduced to nathaniel rateliff and the night suits, um i was i was serving beer like physically face no, no, no. to face no, no. or I,
2: the first time i'd heard their music oh, okay.
1: this 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 bar regular uh was like oh i've been meaning to sell you you're that son of a bitch guy <laughs> and i was like sir <laughs> This, this You don't thing. know me. Yeah, we're not. I mean, you're a bar regular, but this we're not friends. Right. You can't call me that. Right. No, no, no. And he pulls it up. They had just done Letterman. Yeah. And I was like, I, I do look like that. Yeah,
2: you I really know. do, actually. So. I mean, it's I've right. seen
1: him live a couple times. Really. Good, yeah. good shows. Yeah. Good he's shows.
2: he's a hell of a performer. Yeah. The thing though that that I think Gurley does is classes it up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I mean, she's she just I, I imagine a pretty classy gal there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we we believe that all beer is chick beer, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, So when we first released all of our girly merchandise, you would have found on our menu that all the logos, all the burly logos, were changed to girly logos Mm -hmm. because we don't want to we don't want to dictate to the women that want to drink craft beer. We don't want to dictate what kind of beer they should drink. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. All of that beer is for everybody that walks in our door. Yeah, um, I mean, as long as they're over twenty-one and they have a driver's license. Perfect.
3: You, if you were going to use that, my wife was earlier than I was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was oh. the stout drinker, the German, and I would drink the light beers. And then I've been won over to all beer styles at this point. But I yeah, mean, we don't, we don't ever pitch things or market things in any way to try to.
2: You're not looking to alienate, you're looking no, to... No, hell no. No, we're, we no, want to be inclusive. the opposite. We want to be inclusive. Has we're an
3: apolitical, inclusive, melting pot kind of brewery. That's what we want to be. That's a
2: very politically correct statement in this day and age. Well, Thank and
3: you. Regardless of that, it's what we want. No, that's even, yeah, that's
2: even to, better is actually when it's genuine and not yeah, strictly for... The
3: last thing for, I want is special interests of any kind in here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. Only thing we want beer. you to be
1: interested in is beer. Yeah,
3: that's and the could, common denominator.
1: Let me. Okay, so I want to... Before we
0: get into kind of what's going on in these barrels behind us... Um, you brought something up in terms of merchandise. Mm-hmm. I think Jay and I have been talking about this for a while. I've been thinking about it for a while. It seems like in this marketplace, merchandise, when you have a good logo, is this kind of you know lost stream of revenue that a lot of breweries aren't taking advantage of. What made you go, oh, we have something here that we could put on a T-shirt? Was it the logo, or was it that always day one you knew you, had, you wanted to do merchandise?
3: Um, I think it had more to do with just every time I would show somebody the logo. Yeah i wouldn't say anything about it I'd just open it up and show it to mm-hmm. them and that visceral reaction that people had to it that oh my god that is so cool yeah um i just decided that coming out of the gate i wanted to try to have a strong merch game because yeah. i look at merchandise as advertising hell yes i mean you look at the margin on a beer and you put the margin on a t-shirt and mm-hmm. it's wildly different yeah so most people look at merch as it's kind of an additional nuisance it's money tied up in something and i'm looking at it as no that's an extension of my brand yeah that's people taking our logo our name out into the marketplace and showing it off and that's just marketing where I actually get to sell something and they do that.
2: Yeah, for you me, make you know? money on the marketing. Yes. That's huge. So. How many times have you been out on a trip, vacation, whatever, and you see a you see a beer hat or a T-shirt on somebody and you're like, what the hell? I've never heard of these guys. And the next thing I find myself doing is probably Googling them right there on the spot, saving the page, and then trying to find the beer. So um, I can imagine that the burly beard has attracted quite the Google Search,
1: and I just just as a side point, if your if your listeners are out there, there we go. sell Burley
2: it care, all two or three of
0: them.
1: Hashtag where's Burley
0: Where's oh. Burley. So where's how do I spell where's
2: which one? D-
1: w h e r e s. Okay. Don't put the apostrophe in; it'll break your hashtag. That will not work. <laughs>
2: Let's just. What's a ha- what's Burley? a hashtag? You're what's kidding, a, right? No, come on now, Jay. He knows.
0: He knows. <laughs> so how are you selling it? Are you doing Instagram? Or are you I mean, okay? Uh, let me let me preface this. This brand. In, I, for some reason that Burley had been around longer than sixteen uh, yeah months. I would have thought so y'all too. are out there everywhere and I would assume well, it has a lot to do it, with the logo and the branding it Psst. does so I how mean, are you selling the product as, as aside from just in here
3: in here really I, okay. to me online sales are a completely separate business model okay and I don't have the bandwidth to do it yeah and people call me all the time is that available online I'm like sorry it's not and I yeah. know we probably missed a few sales but when we did try to put our most popular items online and sell Mm -hmm. them. We just didn't do enough of it to justify the labor, the effort, the hassle, so I shut it down. It's like, we'll revisit that later when we're bigger have deeper pockets. I'll give you a, more a s-
0: secret. It's called ShopGrid.
1: <laughs>
3: shop.
0: No, really. shop grid Buffer puts it out. You can sell it through uh, uh, Instagram. It's oh. an awesome play. It's me relatively, relatively cheap a month and you can sell all the products as long as you have a link on your website it can be a oh. dead link or whatever. And yeah.
3: Honestly, whatever. At some point I want to do something that's just brain dead for me to where I just yeah. send X amount sure. to them. They monitor. They tell me when I they need totally more. Get. And I then they send you a check and then they send me a check. Yeah. And I mean, that right now, as busy as my life is, as fast as we're growing, is the only way that's even attractive to me.
2: How so does uh, so? How does your brand differentiate itself from from One Hundred Five West, who we haven't interviewed yet? We luckily you are you are first, but uh, you guys have two. I would say competing brands. Um, I, I see the that's the, not a
3: word we use. Okay,
2: no. Well, all right. I mean, that's good to know. I would say. I guess my point is, I see the 105 West Bear on a lot of cars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of cars. But then I see the Burly girly Beard Updo on a lot of t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe not compete, but I mean, you guys are in the same space.
3: We, we, we operate within the same space. We're all friends. We all do collaborative things together. The town comes together and does things all the time. Um, we just recently had our Castle Rock Fest under the stars. Nice. All five Castle Rock breweries were side-by-side in tents um that was great but here's the way i look at it and here's what i have said to every brewery owner here in town it's like i will go out of my way to create an equal playing field with you but i'm also going to outwork you Mm -hmm. so if i do better than you it's not because i'm trying to put you down to put me up it's because we're all going to get along but i'm going to make you up your game because i'm going to work hard is that a pain in the ass to deal with
1: no, okay. absolutely not. Um, I, I I prefer this approach. Right. You know, I don't I don't think of fellow fellow brewers that are brewing 10, 15, 20 barrels at a time. I don't think of those people as competitors. Mm-hmm. We have a we're the David in this story, you know. Yeah. The Goliath is already out there, um, and we've been chipping away for 25 years on yeah. the, you know, 97 percent market share that the macro lager crew has right. accrued. Um, I, I personally, and I don't want to speak on behalf of Burley. This is just Reno saying, you know, I, I spend my money on craft beer and independent craft beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you walk in our door, independence matters. From the from the Brewers Association yep, we're good friends with the Brewers Association right so we like door. to see that we we think that independence matters um, and I get that these guys borrowed money on top of money and they had to sell mm-hmm. I get it you know you
2: bound to happen so
1: at some point you gotta make money mm-hmm. and I get that but here in town you know the, the biggest brewery in town is across town mm-hmm. Rockyard they've been around for 20 years Yeah, and they do what they do and we do what we do and 105 does what 105 does and Wild Blue does what, one, what Wild Blue does and Iron Mule does what Iron Mule does and there are plenty of craft beer drinkers in Castle Rock mm-hmm. that, that are coming to drink craft beer um, we don't have to compete with those people but you all can, we have to do is be a community
0: yeah for sure no I totally understand and even and even I want to you know ask you the macro beer we often as kind of I don't want to say that we're insiders in the way that you are but I think we're kind of a smaller we view the industry in ways that I think even the 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 90% of craft beer drinkers don't right sure. just having conversations with guys like you and gals like you so what role do you view a macro brewery having in getting people in here because I've heard I've heard both sides right we're kind of we want to take the market share but also we need beer drinkers right
1: <laughs> absolutely so yeah i I think a big a big thing in the craft beer industry right now is how to access demographics that we haven't traditionally accessed you know um (laughs) men men 25 to 40 love craft beer yeah that's really a, that is our. yeah you, you guys didn't you guys didn't, wait uh, what <laughs> I, think, I think that's our demographic <laughs> i don't know there are four men at this table yeah. right now and, yes, and, and, and none of them for
2: look. Sure. none of them look anything like the others Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> exactly
1: um, as, as far as you know macro drinkers i don't, I don't judge those folks mm-hmm. if you're drinking good quality beer and you're enjoying it hey man good for you right but you know, most of the people that are in this in this industry, the craft beer industry, they want to focus on something that isn't the bottom line. They want to focus on something that isn't profit-driven. You know, I can make cheaper beer. Mm-hmm. I have the skill set to go and make, you know, one beer all the time that is the cheapest possible uh, co- cost per ingredient. And we can make a bunch of money on that mm-hmm. if we can compete with other people that are already doing that. Yeah. Instead, what I'd like to do is showcase our art and you, you 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 described us as artist and scientist mm-hmm. and i really think of beer brewing as my art mm-hmm. uh, and george is a patron of my mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. Yeah, he brought me in he pays me a good salary to do this mm-hmm. and it's it's really advantageous for me to be able to make money on the art that i create
0: that one two um, punches is, is kind of invaluable i mean that's the successful breweries that we've talked to it is that it's that partnership it's sometimes a third but I'm even thinking of something like fiction right where you've got a brewer who can be back there and she can do whatever she wants right and you got an owner who's in the front who's kind of managing the finances and all of that and giving that that rope as you said right it's,
1: it's my job to make a product that's worth selling mm-hmm. and it's george's job to sell it yeah you know yeah. and he's the one that watches the bottom line he's the one that makes us solvent mm-hmm. uh i'm the one that gives us a product that's worth this business being mm-hmm. solvent
0: mm-hmm. but the relationship that you two have is so clearly authentic it's kind of nice to see I mean oftentimes I think we've gone into breweries where you'll see the brewer on one side of the bar and the owner you know that you know the GM whomever on the other side but you two you know you're sitting right there it's very clear that you guys are friends and you're hanging out and I think that that's got to add something to the quality product Reno's you're been out.
3: here for every single growth yeah. transition yeah. adjustment whatever and look no place walks in with a vision and executes on that vision and never changes their path. Right. Everybody adapts, evolves, and you have to. Yeah. And we've gone through a lot together. I mean, we've been through the war, I feel like. And He's so just having you push right, it up yeah, there close, close enough. There so you go. So sorry. You're fine. So don't worry. The <laughs> it's the big not thing for me to kind of take that same question you posed to him and turn it around. When I was homebrewing, my greatest joy was having friends over and them drinking my beer and look, watching the look on their face. Just like when I show them the logo recently, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, that's cool. It's great. When you hand them something that you brewed, nobody wants to be there on a brew like day, <laughs> but everybody and their dog wants to be there when it's time to drink it. Yeah. And just it's like a chef yeah. when, when your customer friend, whoever it is, tastes your product and it's pleasing to them. Mm-hmm. It just fuels the fire to make you want to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. That makes so.
0: total sense. Um, what are you what are you doing here? What's what's going on in these oh, barrels?
1: Yeah, so we're pointing at barrels right behind us. Um, we actually have a larger barrel program that we can okay. then we can immediately see. These are Chardonnay barrels. Um we produced a couple of beers in those. Uh, the beer in them now is a, the third turn in these Chardonnay barrels. Okay. It is a Belgian golden strong ale at forty percent wow. Chardonnay wine grape juice. That sounds
0: so it is almost
3: a vino beer.
1: Almost Jeez. a vino beer. Uh, secondary fermentation on uh, Britannomyces.
2: Oh, nice. So, yeah, nice
1: and... It's probably going to be nice and funky. Um, we just put that in two months ago. Okay. So, it's probably a spring release. mm mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. If it... My... My asshole response to anybody says, when's that beer going to be ready in the barrel? I say, when it's ready.
2: Right. You know? Mm-hmm. When it tells you. Yeah.
1: When it when it says it's ready. Right. Where because you, we taste it, right?
0: Where do you get your yeast?
1: Um, so, most of our yeast comes from White Labs. Okay. Um, I'm in a conversation with uh, uh, Imperial. Okay. Um... But, yeah, most of our use comes from White gotcha. Labs. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yeah, our, our we use pure pitches from White Labs. Mm-hmm.
3: Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Well, these are the only four barrels you see. There's many, many more back there. Yeah, barrels. we'll have to go back there and get what a little you, tour after this. Yeah, yeah. So um,
1: we have Cabernet uh, red wine barrels okay. in which there is a Belgian double, um, mm. secondary fermentation on brett, aged on five types of raisins, module dates, and black currants, all tossed in flambéed rum. What so holy stood, shit! That's the only back thing there I can say. Over a oh camp stove, God. and uh, looked at, like Guy Fieri with yes. the flames coming yes. up.
2: That's yes, that's insane. And dumped
1: all that stuff into those barrels. Uh, so that's that's coming soon, probably in the fall. Okay. Yeah.
2: What um, are you gonna call fall started October. fall started like thirty six hours ago. So yeah. probably yeah. there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Please. <laughs> please uh, come back and see, we see us.
3: A years <laughs> and go pull a nail. How about that?
1: Yeah. We could
3: maybe. Oh yeah. You don't have to, but we're not we're not gonna turn you down either. I
1: am happy to. Um, We also have some uh, Four Roses bourbon barrels that were um, uh, first used for us. We did an Imperial Stout in them, Mm -hmm. and now there is a barley wine. And my rule about barley wine is brew it and don't look at it for a year. So, the 27th of this month, it's actually coming up. Uh, Four days away. Four days. Yep. So Saturday. I'll probably taste it on Monday. Okay. I like to take the weekends off. Um, Monday is the first time I'll taste that barley one. Wow. And then we have a bunch of rye barrels from Lock & Company. Oh, we love those rye. guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we've done dudes. an
2: interview with Lock & Company.
1: Good dudes. Yeah. Good dudes. Yeah, those
3: barrels were wet. Um, Where are uh, they? As a they?
1: As a brewer, I've never picked up a wetter barrel. They right. knocked the bung out, uh, dumped it over on their filter, rolled it over, knocked the bung back in, and rolled it down the dock to me. I was just waiting down there.
2: And and you just caught perfect. it with yes. the biggest, just fattest, caught, happiest yes. smile you've yeah. ever oh, seen. Oh man!
1: Put it in the Burley trailer and towed them on home. Um, the first beer we did in those was uh, uh, our rye porter. Okay. Rye on rye. Nice. It's very good. Very wow, good beer. We did all right, a alright, alright, alright. Uh, alright, <laughs> <Like that>, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we did an uh, old fashioned, a, a play on the old fashioned cocktail. Uh-huh. Uh, lots of uh, Angostura bitters and orange. Um, wow. Added to that beer, um, very good. Back in the day, right now sitting in that is a 11% imperial stout oh in those gosh. wet rye barrels that have had that uh, rye rye porter in them. That sounds
3: fantastic. So we have fantastic. 20 barrels, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right. yeah, we have yeah. 20 barrels aging. Yep. So. Um, as I'm we close
2: up thirsty here yeah exactly
0: right there's a nail was brought up yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> where can we find this if not here where can we find here Berkeley? here
1: is where you're going to find 99.9 of our beer okay um, we definitely run the tap room model every once in a while um we we you know throw some coffee from a local coffee shop in town mm-hmm. that also serves beer they get a keg Um, And then you'll find us at festivals that are within a 20 to 50-mile radius. Okay. Um, Other than that, right here is where you need to be.
2: We are a destination brewery. Keeping it very local, keeping it very small for the moment. Uh, We're only 16 months in, it sounds like, here at Burley. Almost 16. Almost 16, so not even 16. What do the next 6 to 16 months look like? I mean, are you guys still trying to narrow down the identity? I mean, you want to just get it on autopilot for a little while?
3: I think we've got a pretty good identity. We have a new general manager who he's got massive amounts of experience, and I brought him in just specifically to A, improve my quality of life, because I have a full-time job and I do this, Um, but also so he and Reno could work together uh, to try to make subtle modifications. I mean, he's very well acquainted with the industry Mm -hmm. at large, and he's traveled extensively, and everything that we're doing right now is filtered through. Burley deserves better, no matter what it is. I want to grow. Mm -hmm. And whether my vision changes and takes on a completely different thing, I just want Burley to be the best it can be. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's a sense of pride, but I'm also trying to be selfless about what this place becomes. And yes, it initially started as my vision, but at the end of the day, you know, it's like any kid. You give birth, and they grow up, and they kind of go their own direction. You're just trying to steer them and make sure they turn into yeah. the best person they can.
0: Keep them out of jail. Keep well, I of I jail. P- we appreciate that honesty. Quite, <laughs> so. I mean, because I don't know that we would get that answer uh, as much as we want. So, like, no. it's usually a canned answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah for for sure. Everybody's got a prefab. This is sure. what we're doing. Yep. All right, well, let's go do a tour of the back. So Reno, thank you so much, Absolutely. George. Thank you so Thanks much, for being both here. of you, uh, gentlemen. This was down awesome, to yeah. Get down to Burley because this place is. It might be a destination, as you said, but it's well worth the drive, and it's not that far.
2: And if uh, if you don't know what to look for, by the way, this is. I was totally forgot to mention this. I spotted the Burley beard on the blue sign right before well, the Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. and I drive this stretch a lot uh, recently. A lot. That's the first time I spotted it, and that was—I wasn't even looking for it. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. I mean, it took me. Yeah. That was a minutes, tough
3: decision. So was... You look at marketing dollars, and you're like, "How many people? You know, what? Two hundred thousand people drive up and down that road every day. Yeah. It's like, by the time you look at the cost of doing that, it seemed reasonable to me. Okay,
2: that would and make sense. Yeah, and not yeah. only that,
3: but. Anytime you make moves like that, people look at that, and, and I think it adds a level of legitimacy to who you are and what you do. For sure. So, Absolutely.
2: Well, yeah. we'll get a picture of it on the way out of town.
0: We shall. <laughs> All right, thank you too. Let's go get to our tour. Yeah, Ready? let's pull the nail. Yes. Let's do it. All All right, cheers. Thanks, gentlemen. Yes, cheers. Thanks.
3: When they come to take you down, when they bring that wave.